You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome to the podcast. I am Joe Posnanski, and with me is Michael Shore. Michael, welcome. Thank you for having me, Joe. You are welcome. You are you are so welcome. We we never really know what we're going to talk about on this on this podcast, but I would say now, with sort of like baseball kind of being in the middle of of just sort of the lull that is June, kind of leading into June, uh, with the NBA Finals uh, beginning. And uh, the NHL Stanley Cup beginning. I don't. What are we going to talk about? Well, do we, look. Do we, we have anything? We did a couple weeks ago. We did our world famous mid-May baseball check-in. The thing annual, that, annual. That everybody doing this for everybody looks forward years. to it. We do it every year. It's almost a <laughs> chore at this point. But yeah. Um, but, but it's an people important. People love it so much. It's an important yeah. mile marker in the podcast because uh, <laughs> it's famous, and we had, it's like a little bit of fan service, but we did it. And so now, you know, whatever, we're two weeks past that. The uh, the Celtics crashed out of the NBA playoffs in spectacular fashion. Spectacular uh, fashion. Which we can, we'll talk a little bit about that. But right now is this weird doldrumy moment because the uh, Stanley Cup Finals is is the Las Vegas somethings <laughs> against the, the Florida, Florida somethings. somethings. Uh, <laughs> right, and, that's right. And uh, as casual, I would say casual hockey fans i could not care less about no that. no i i except for the, except for this which is uh, i i think we've talked about this before this is the only stanley cup coverage that we'll give you this year <laughs> so i have this thing about um i have a hierarchy of rooting interests for that's right numerous sports and for hockey it is very simple i i guess i'm a kind of a bruins fan because i uh, like boston sports but i'm not i don't sure. follow the team or anything and I'm kind of a I was a Hartford Whalers fan, so that makes me hate the Carolina Hurricanes. Right. Um, as right. all good team uh, fans of teams should be when they uh, when they betray you and move. Right. <laughs> um, but I don't really care. And so I have a, as a general rule of thumb, I simply root for the colder city. That's it. Right. I root for the colder city. So I root for Edmonton over just about everybody. I root for Calgary over just about anybody. <laughs> yes. I went to uh, an, an Oilers L.A. Kings game this year in the uh, in the playoffs and rooted for openly rooted for Edmonton because <laughs> Edmonton deserves the Stanley Cup and LA does not um, of course what do I do when it's Miami versus Las Vegas these are two of the hottest cities that's right that's in, right it's not even Miami really it's like Sunrise Florida or wherever the hell they play <laughs> what am I what is a fan like me to do when the when my rule is to root for the colder city and it's literally Two desert, one desert and one swamp. What do I do? Yes, desert versus well, swamp. 
Well, here's the thing. This is this is very similar. My only rooting interest, and I've we have talked about this on the podcast, and I've rooted for this openly uh, on my uh, newsletter and everywhere else. All I care about is that a Canada team finally wins the Stanley right. Cup. That's all I care about. Right. I, they have nobody has won the Stanley Cup from Canada since Montreal back in the days when Montreal was like would win every year or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, the early 90s, basically. I mean, this is, we're talking 30 years, almost 30 years since a Canadian team has won. And my issue is not so much that 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 uh, uh, Las Vegas and Miami are both hot weather cities. Of course, that is true. I don't believe you could find two cities that are more opposite of Canada winning the Stanley Cup yeah. than Vegas. They're both new teams. They're both in like hot places where mm-hmm. there are like nine hockey fans. They're passionate, the nine that are there, but they're nine hockey fans. Okay. I mean, in Vegas, I don't even know if there are nine. I mean, come on. We're Seriously? doing, here, here's, we're doing this right now. We're, this is a, this is an official, we're about to take an official podcast stance on something. It's, it's time. This it's is time. A, we this haven't is a big deal when we do these. Okay. <laughs> I am going to go team by team. Yes. And we are going to say simply yes or no. Is it acceptable that this team wins the Stanley Cup? That's it. Yes or no? Okay. No okay. debating. So, no. No anything. And it has to be. Un- we it has to be unanimous, and then we both have to agree on all of them. We both have to agree. So, so basically, you are throwing out. You are going to go team by team, team by in team. the National Hockey League, mm-hmm. and and based on whatever standard you want, your standard might be. Uh, how hot or cold it is. My standard might be how close to a Canadian city it really sure. is. Whatever it is, you're going to say the team. I will say yes or no. You will say yes or no. If we agree, it's an official podcast position. Correct. Podcast and position. if we don't agree, we'll have a brief debate, and then one of us will concede to the other one. <laughs> one of us will concede the other. Okay, right, here, here we, we go. go. Here we go. All right. The Boston Bruins. Yes. Yes. Toronto Maple yes. Leafs. Oh, obviously, yes. Of course. Tampa Bay Lightning. No. No. Under any no. circumstances. Absolutely not. I don't care how many they've won. They do not deserve it. Florida Panthers. No. No. Maybe maybe thirty not. no. Like maybe like the second least is as far as deserving. Maybe. Just behind Tampa. No, just behind Vegas. Okay, we're we're gonna get to Vegas. All right. All right. Buffalo Sabres. Oh yes. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Yes. Plus Nothing. Buffalo is close Buffalo is a Canadian city, yeah, isn't it? it is it Buffalo is, Canadian? It is, Further, I believe, further north than several Canadian cities. Plus, but, Buffalo people are so nice. They're Canadians. They're Buffalo Canadians. But honestly, the Buffalo Sabres are the 2003 Red Sox or the 2015 That's Cubs right. of, of or hockey. Or the Browns. Like, Absolutely. The Browns, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 100% they should win uh, soon. Uh, the Ottawa Senators. Yes, of course. Of course. Detroit Red Wings. Yes, mm-hmm. acceptable for them to win. Totally yes. acceptable. Montreal Canadiens. Of, of course, yep. yes. Carolina Hurricanes. No, 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 of course no. not. Of For course multiple not. reasons. No. Hot city. <laughs> but my Hartford Whalers were betrayed and, and relocated under cover of darkness. I kind of like the Canes because they're fairly near here. If I'm going to get to see a hockey game, it's only two hours away. I've gone up a couple of times with my family. We've had a great time. No, they don't deserve a Stanley no. Cup. Of course and, not. And by the way, even if you think they did, them falling down on the job in, in against the Panthers in the uh, Eastern Conference Finals <laughs> means forget it. You blew it. You blew your chance. You blew. I, I was rooting for them hard in that series, so was and I. I would root for the and I would root for them hard in the series against Vegas. So, so yes, they had their opportunity. It's gone now. No, totally never, blew it. Never. Fell down on the job. No. New Jersey Devils. Yes, I say yes. Yeah, yeah, fine. It gets cold there. New York Rangers. It gets cold. 
<laughs> yes, yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. Right? Original, You're... original, whatever, six. Pittsburgh Penguins? Yes, I say yes. Yeah, totally. No problem with them. Washington Capitals? I think yes. That's close, though. I think yes. I think it's an easy yes, honestly. Oh, good, good. I think it's yes. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. I have no. Okay. I would have no problem with the Washington Washington Capitals. They like they've been around for a long time. It gets cold there. Plus, Ovechkin is going to actually Ovechkin. be the all-time goal scoring. He's going like, to pass Gretzky. Gretzky. That's crazy. Gretzky. Yeah. That's absolutely nuts. Uh, Philadelphia Flyers. Yeah, definitely. No mm-hmm. question. Columbus Blue Jackets. Okay, that's a tougher one. It's cold. Tougher one. It's cold. Expansion. It's expansion. It's in Ohio. It's not. I'm going to go yes. It's pretty close to Canada. I'm going to say yes. Yeah. I think it's fine. Uh, Colorado Avalanche. Yes. Mm -hmm. Dallas Stars. No. 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 (laughs) And and that's the North Stars. They took the North. I mean, I know Minneapolis got another team. But they took that's the North Stars. No. They moved the Minneapolis the, the Minnesota North Stars, a yes. great, great hockey city, great nickname, Ugh. moved to Dallas, dropped the North. You think we don't know what you're doing, Dallas? We see what you're doing. Nice try, Dallas. That is that is lame, man. That is lame. Sh- that is there should lame. not be a hockey team in Dallas. They should have given it a new name. They think they was the Dallas Stars, I think, because they were like, oh, the star on the they Cowboys were helmets, it was, it right? It was tricky. Hey, you got to give it to them. They were tricky, but no. Boo. 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 Now, Boo. now here's the tricky one. Minnesota Wild. Oh, yeah. and That's not tricky at all. That's 100% yes. The answer is yes, but it does bum me out that it's one of those Cleveland Browns switcheroonies where the team left and then a new team came in and the new team... It's worse because the new team doesn't get the old, the original team's right. game, which it, they should have. You they know? should have. And, I mean, here at Minnesota, I love you. We talked about it. The Minneapolis is, is has become the official podcast city. We've given mm-hmm. them the official. Minnesota Wild's a terrible name. I mean, Bad a name. terrible name. I appreciate the attempt. I always like the attempt to create a nickname that is not a plural noun. I yes, like that. I, I, like, I like the avalanche. I think that's cool. That's right. I you like, don't like some the of heat, that stuff. I, I don't like the heat, but but I have to admit it's not a it's not a bad nickname for the team. Right. I, right. I just hate the team so much I can't admit it. <laughs> but it's not a bad nickname. I just wish that they were still the North Stars. That's they all. should still be the North Stars, and Dallas should call themselves the. They should name every team in Dallas. Should be they should the be Cowboys. called the Dallas Rodeo no, or the all Cow- of them whatever, should be yes. called the Cowboys. Great. Every single Fine. team in Dallas should be called the Cowboys. Uh, Winnipeg Jets, obviously yes, obviously yes. Nashville Predators, <laughs> no, 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 no. Sorry, Nashville. You're a great city. I love you. I've it's I've a had great a, city. some great times in Nashville, Tennessee. Yes. Uh, you shouldn't have a hockey team. They shouldn't be called the Predators. What is that? <laughs> That's a word used to describe like sexual criminals. Like, what are you doing? The you know Predators. What's weird? You know what's weird and and super fun is when you when you see a Nashville Predators game on television, they will scan the crowd and you will see country music stars in the stands yeah. watching hockey. Yeah. It's there's something just absolutely lovely about that to me. It's so wrong. It's, <laughs> it's also so wrong. stupid. Yeah, I love you, Nashville. Get a baseball team and drop. Yes, your in fact, hockey, get the A's. Get the should, A's. Yes, Keep the A's sure. out of Vegas. We'll talk about that. You you should move your hockey team to Fargo, North Dakota, and, <laughs> and leave and leave your uh, leave the league. All right, uh, St. Louis Blues. 
Yes, I'll say yes. Yeah, yeah. Now, on, that, what, are, what are you even hesitating for? Well, because it's middle of the country. It's you know whatever. Yes, no. St. Louis is it's great. It's actually a really good hockey town, and they have a, a tortured history. That that is a fan yeah. base that really deserves to win. So yeah, no, yeah. no, no hesitation. Pro- no problem. No, they're in. Yeah, no they're problem in. with them. Uh, Arizona Coyotes. So you don't even need to say the nickname. First of all, the fact you knew the nickname is good. No, 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 absolutely no. not. Absolutely <laughs> not. By worse the way, than, worse than the Nashville Predators, I think, is the Phoenix Arizona Coyotes. Well, that's the other thing. What do you think about just as a general rule? All these Phoenix teams calling themselves Arizona, just just taking the whole state in. Stupid, right? Stupid, fake, bad. Yes. Should all all, all uh, sports franchises should be named after cities. I hate Except it for the Anaheim states. Angels. I think the Anaheim Angels should be called the Carolina, <laughs> the California Angels. Go back to the 70s with that. that just try better. to take the whole state. It sounds better. Yeah, they're the Phoenix uh, Diamondbacks and the Phoenix. You know, the Suns are the only ones that seem to get it right. Why? What is the what is the thinking there? I, they're I not, guess no other teams and well, the, because Phoenix not, is what is Glendale going to get a hockey team and they have to. They have to <laughs> but they're in Glendale, that? right? I mean, that's the other yeah, thing. They're right. not actually in Phoenix. I don't know. It's bad. Uh, Chicago Blackhawks, obviously, yes. Should probably change their nickname, but yes, the they good. should change their nickname, but for different reasons than the for other different ones. reasons. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the Las Vegas Golden Knights. <laughs> How many teams are there in hockey? Are there 32 teams 32 in, in now, yeah. 32? Yeah. 32nd on the list. 32nd. I'm going to say I think I think I would prefer the Las Vegas Golden Knights over both the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Florida <laughs> Panthers and maybe the Dallas Stars, but they're Ooh, in the bottom, bottom yeah. four for yeah. sure. No question. Yeah. Well, you um, know. Hey, by the way. Better fit to have a hockey team in Vegas than a baseball team in Vegas, I think. Yeah, no question. I think it's yeah. a better fit, right? I mean, like, I could see myself. Here's the thing. If you're in Vegas, as you are, you are, you you go to Vegas mm-hmm. with friends, sure. right? You're in Vegas. It's a June, whatever. Well, it'd have to be May. May Day. And your friends say, hey, the the, the hockey team is playing, whatever. And I'd, I'd love to see it. I've never seen a hockey game. You'd go. Like, you would go to that. Totally. Yeah. yeah, it sounds like a fun. I mean, the 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 hockey is very much in keeping with the mood of Vegas, right? right? As it, is the NBA. It's like crazy, adrenaline fueled, yes. insane action, like violence and like right. people right. doing something like like well, uh, and, like they're skating you, around on swords and, and like you'd go and Adele might end up singing the national anthem, right? Yeah. Like I mean, like but it's, it's all... like it's like two hours and twenty minutes of insanity is what right. you're signing up That's for. That's right. It's great. Baseball, even with the new rules, is the leisurely sort of well, quiet game. And it it'll be a hundred I mean, first of all they're gonna be playing in that minor league park for three years if this goes through. Three yep. years they're gonna be playing in that minor league park, hundred degree weather out Outdoors. I don't care how big a baseball fan you are. You're not going to that. Why would you go yeah. to that? They can't have any day games there ever. Like no, they, and it, it does cool down at in... night. It does cool yeah. down at night, but not that much. I mean, mm-hmm. of course, look, it's hot in Kansas City. And it's hot in St. Louis. There are plenty of places where it's hot. I'm just saying... That like, kind of it, heat with a with a real Vegas heat wave, you can be at the one twenty five. You can, marker. which like, is it's different. It's like Palm yeah, Springs. Yeah. It's yeah. A, it's a different different than one hundred and three in Kansas City. No, and, that's true. Even when it's humid out there. Um, all right, the rest of these are pretty easy. Edmonton Oilers, definitely. Yes. Los Angeles Kings. No, 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 no. 
No, I mean, look, I, I give them full credit for getting Gretzky and just basically trying to buy their way into like hockey, you know, fandom or whatever. But no, no, I don't think here's so. the problem, though. Them getting Gretzky whenever it was 30 something years ago paved the way for Phoenix and Dallas. Absolutely. And all and, those hot and, weather cities. And Anaheim, right? I mean, yeah. like for all of those. Yeah, no, there's no so, question. Yeah, like they, they did the L.A. thing. They went and got the big star. But that in, in doing so, they ruined the sport by uh, opening the sunbelt to professional <laughs> hockey. Let me make let me make an argument for the Kings because, I mean, we both have All said right. no, but let me make an argument. There are passionate, passionate Kings fans, like yeah. really, truly passionate Kings fans. And I'm not saying there aren't in those other cities. I'm sure there are. But, like, I've seen it, like, when, when the Kings are in the playoffs, that place is, like, nuts i mean it really is they've been around long enough now and they and they started basically with gretzky right so like they 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 have there is some history there so they they do have a fan base al michaels is like a psychotic kings fan which is really Mm -hmm. very funny to see but the other thing to say here is that la is a obviously one of the two top sports cities in the in the country, right? In it, terms right. Of the number of people it's just, we have. You, and, you, you know. almost, if you want to have legitimate legitimacy for your league, you got to have a team in LA, don't you? I mean, like that. That, I, is, that okay. is an argument there. All right. I'm gonna say the answer is no, just as a matter of principle. <laughs> but I would grant LA a waiver okay. in the name of in the name of making hockey a legitimate national sport. You have to have a team in LA in a way that like the NFL didn't for years. And it was a source of enormous embarrassment and that now, and they corrected it to the point where they're they overcorrected. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. The Seattle Kraken. Oh, absolutely. Yes. I mean, yeah. there's no question. No, they're no on question. there. That's another Canadian city. Yeah. Happy to have you, Seattle. Welcome to the party. Calgary flames. Of course. Obviously Vancouver Canucks. Obviously. Obviously, San Jose Sharks. <laughs> this is tricky. Okay, so am I or you willing to grant the look? The answer is no. But the right. question is, are you willing to grant the waiver because you need a team in the Bay Area? Like, are you willing right. to grant the waiver? And it is Northern California. It's not ninety-two degrees. No, every day no, in San it's Jose, not. Right? In fact, it, in fact, the, what's the line about San Francisco? I spent the, the... What coldest winter I ever spent was the summer. In San <laughs> the summer, San Francisco. Twain, I have, I have, I own two different Oakland A's sweatshirts simply because I went to Oakland A's games fully unprepared for how cold it was going to be that I just yep. bought at the place. Had so, to buy a sweatshirt in the gift shop. Yeah. You had to buy a sweatshirt in the gift shop. So yes. All right. You know what? Just, I'm going to give it a straight out. Yes. I'm just going to say yes. I think there's an argument to be made that it's okay to have a hockey team in San Jose. Yeah. I'll, uh, yeah. I, All right. I, I, I'll just, it's, it's the most qualified yes that we're giving except maybe the LA Kings, but I'll, right. I'll say yes. Uh, the final one is the easy, maybe the easiest call of all, the Anaheim Ducks. Okay. Uh, obviously, no. But right. what do we feel about them just going all in on the Mighty Ducks nickname? I still call them the Mighty Ducks. I don't I care do what too. anybody says. To me, they're the Anaheim Mighty Ducks. It is a testament to how stupid it is to have a hockey team there. That's right. That they were named after a Disney movie starring, I believe, Emilio Estevez. That, and, I believe that's correct. Uh, and that they were like forcing professional athletes at the top of their game <laughs> to to skate around and play for their jobs. It's it's 
second only in in tragic uh, nickname history to the Toronto Raptors, which were named because I believe like Jurassic Park was like a big movie, and and there's <laughs> was no connection to Toronto or Jurassic Park at all. That it was kind of like, hey, Raptors are in the news. Yeah. Let's name our team the Raptors. I mean, that's terrible. Terrible. I, I guess maybe the maybe the Mighty Ducks is worse. Actually, like I don't blame them for changing to the Ducks. But now the Anaheim Ducks also sounds stupid. It's stupid. That's not a duck. Is not an intimidating creature. Are it's there, like I'd rather I'd rather play for the Predators. Frankly, are there are there ducks in Anaheim? I mean, like, are and there there's like ducks everywhere? Than, they're like rats and pigeons. Like, of course, there are ducks in Anaheim. No, but, you, but they're not. It's, I don't think that's a prominent feature of Anaheim or the many ducks that are there in Anaheim, except for Donald, which is obviously where right. where this is going. That would, would it be better or worse if they were called the Anaheim Goofies? Better. I no, think it would be better. <laughs> by the way, the Mighty Ducks of Anaheim, which is, by the way, if you call them that, that's better. If you put of Anaheim at the end, Ooh. it's better. Mighty Ducks of Anaheim. The Mighty Ducks of Anaheim have won a Stanley Cup more recently than Montreal, Toronto, Vancouver, Edmonton, Calgary. It's mm-hmm. I. It, it, life is not. I mean, fair. so have the life San Jose Sharks, fair. right? Didn't yes, San Jose but, win but, one year. But the mighty ducks. <laughs> I mean, they're, they are well, their the, own thing. The, well, and obviously Tampa, the Panthers. The, yeah, Tampa yeah, Bay, they, whatever they, they are, have won they like always seven win it. Stanley They've won Cups. like seven. Yeah, no. It's, Florida it's, might win it this year. Vegas is might win it this year. Like, I mean, that's this is the 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 national shame of Canada is <laughs> is the fact that they have let all these crappy Sun Belt and like uh, Southern American cities just lap them all. I mean, Which the Sabres is... have the Sabres haven't ever won. Am I no, I don't believe the Sabres. Buffalo never wins anything, and yeah. and uh, I mean it's been so forever for all those guys. Yeah, the Stars have won one more recently. The yeah. other the other thing about it is. <laughs> It's not like they're all Canadians on these teams, right? I mean, it's like they're Canadian players. I mean, and that's, like Russians and, and Russians, Lithuanians, and, and, and yeah, and, exactly, and Finns, yeah, and European, yeah, exactly. So uh, it's not, you know, it's you say, oh yeah, well you're you're you know, obviously the Anaheim Mighty Ducks have won a Stanley Cup, but no, not really. I mean, I don't believe there's ever been a player from Anaheim who's played in the <laughs> NHL. I don't think. All right, I have an official uh, sports genie pops out of a sports bottle and grants me three sports wishes, and they can't have anything to do with my teams, okay? Okay. One of those sports wishes, I think, would be for the Sabres and the Bills to win titles in the same year. Oh, and Buffalo be called Championship City. Buffalo's title town, yeah. Title (laughs) town, (laughs) Buffalo. I'm for that. I'm totally for that. I I love Buffalo. Wait, let's do this now. This is interesting. Sports, you rub a sports bottle and the sports genie pops out <laughs> and grants you three sports wishes, and they can't have anything to do with teams with, that you like or they, hate, by the way. It can't be like the, the Yankees, Yankees never, never win. Right. Yeah. Right. Obviously, that so would be it has good. to be like wishing wishing for things that don't relate to a team that you have a rooting interest for, okay. pro or con. Perfect. All right. Here we go. Number one, my first wish, because it's the first thing that came to mind Mike Trout plays in the World Series. Oh, yes. Right? Right? Great one. Right? Yeah. That's, I mean, it's got it. Well, now now you would say Trout and Otani. Right. Obviously, like, Otani comes along. But to yeah. me, Trout's just been there longer. And it's just, you know, it's been, he's been so great for so long 
that he's the one, he's the one I would do the wish for. Cause like if Otani got traded or, or left, um, I would still, I, it, it, between the two, I would want Trout to get to the World Series. No offense to Otani, who is amazing yeah, and awesome. But Otani's newer. Trout's been around for 12 exactly. years now or whatever. But yeah. both of them, you know, that's that's a bonus of the wish, is that both of them would make it in. You know, I would say one of them for me might be that essentially, I don't know, I don't know if, I, if the sports genie would, would say this is unfair, but I think I would say that every... Uh, every team in baseball that has not won a World Series yet wins a World Series over the next <laughs> like however many years that you knock them all off. Like okay. if there's how many how many are there? There's the Rays that have not uh, won it. You're talking never about won it. not even talking about people who haven't been there. They're Rays, Mariners, Mariners Rays, haven't Mariners. won or been there. Uh, right. Brewers have never won. Brewers have never series. won. Mariners, uh, uh, Padres, Padres have never won. Rockies have never won. Uh, that's the problem with the wish. It wishes you're like, you're putting the Rockies on the same level, but they're, yeah. you know, but they haven't won it. I mean, that's the bottom line. I think I just want, oh, the Rangers have never won it. Right. And the Rangers have never won it. They've been to two and have never won it. I think I just, I just want, I, you know, this about me. I have this thing where I, yeah. I, I feel for the fans of moribund franchises and I just want every team's fans to lift a trophy. I just, it just, especially you- in baseball. Because it's the longest season and it causes the most pain. But don't you put them, don't you have a hierarchy of, of those teams? Like, I have a pretty strict hierarchy of those teams. Number one is Seattle. Seattle, yeah. I mean, they've never been to the World Series. Right. Uh, they've been around now since, I mean, they're, you know, it's funny. I, I'm old enough to think about when they came into the league in 77. That's 45 years ago or whatever. I mean, it's, it's a long time. And they've never been to the World Series. They've had all kinds of heartbreak. They've had great players and have not delivered. So to me, they're number one on the list. Then number two for me is probably the Brewers. I just yeah. think, you know, that that organization. And then you got the Rangers, Rays, and and Rockies. I mean, and like I, I feel bad for saying this for Rocky fans, but you're last on my you're list. You're last. Yeah, you the, just... Rays are th- the Rays are third because they have pulled off a nearly impossible right because they're so good at what they do they they compete they compete in the toughest division of baseball seven out of every 10 years with no money against teams that have all the money yeah like that's it's so impressive what they've done and they've been twice right and they've and they haven't won i i would love it if the rays won it this year i'd be psyched if the rays won it yeah and they could and they very well could of course, so could the Rangers, who are yeah. at this moment three games up in the uh, in the West, which is and, just... A, and as we said last week, are actually legitimately good. They're like, legitimately they're, good. They're legitimately yeah. good. So that's the order I'd put them in. I like that order right there. Mariners right, won. What other, what other wishes still. do we have for our sports genies? All right. So second wish for my sports genie is going to be a football wish, I think. But you already took Buffalo as sort of the uh, the winning yeah. of the, the back to back because that uh, that's out there as a sports genie wish without question, right? Like the like the the Bills with everything. I, I think the like, Bills. I don't know. I'm looking through. You know, I'd like the Lions to to win a world a Super Bowl. That's the other I, one. I'd, I'd like the Lions to get there and win a Super Bowl. That's. That's embarrassing. It's not embarrassing that they haven't <laughs> been to the Super Bowl. I mean, that is embarrassing. They haven't come close. They've been terrible year after year. Well, what is it? They've won one playoff game in 35 years or something. Yeah, right? and I, I mean, like, 
the Browns have been good enough to get like to the heartbreak point. Of course, obviously the Browns would, would, would be in a whole other category for me, but Detroit, unlike the Browns, they don't even have like, they don't have the drive or the fumble or, or any of the heartbreak that the they Browns got nothing. have. They got nothing. They just basically are like, Hey, in 51, we won the you know, championship. I mean, they it's, can't it's, even like, they can't even revel in their pain because there hasn't been like the, you know, the Red Sox had, 1946 and 1967 and 1949 right. and, and 1975 yep. and Bucky Dent in 78. Like we have, we've had this, we have this panoply of like flashpoints right. that we could focus on. The Lions have nothing. The Lions are just no, the Lions are like, oh, two, Billy Sims two got and, hurt. Two and 14 <laughs> to nine and seven every year. And then once, now that there are 17 games, it's two and 15 to nine and eight every year. Like, yeah, just, exactly. Exactly. Just, uh, it's, isn't it wild? Like you would imagine They've been around for so long. It's 75 years now. It's crazy that they didn't accidentally luck into a couple, like, good teams just, like, well, that's, by accident. That's, like, that's the thing. The Browns did. You know, I mean, I don't think they were accidental. I think that they got – but here's here's what the Browns did. The Browns got a quarterback in the 80s, you know, in Bertie Kozar, and had a good coach, and they were good. And they weren't great, but they were good. The, the, the league was kind of down. And they made it to three championship games. The Lions have kind of never gotten that no. guy. They had ever. Barry they, Sanders and they had Barry Megatron. Sanders, who was incredible. But you can't. I don't think you win with a running back, uh, just as your as your main guy. And their coaches have always been kind of disasters, like year after year. And and then they 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 hire somebody who's worse than the guy before, time after time, and. It's uh, they're just yeah. cursed, man. They're it's cursed. like last year. I'm looking at the standings now. I forgot about this. Last year, they gave up the same exact number of points as the Vikings, 427, which is a lot of points. It's a lot of points. They scored 29 points more than the Vikings. Yeah, yeah, they were one of the best offenses in football last year. The Vikings were 13 and four, and the Lions were nine and eight. <laughs> it's just like even like there's. It's just it feels like there's a lid on how good the Lions can ever well. be. And especially because, like, they lost. They started off one and six and, like, lost by three to the Eagles, who obviously were very good, lost by four to the Vikings, lost by three to the Seahawks. I mean, it was just, like, lost by four to the Dolphins. It's, like, just that's the Lions, man. That's just who the Lions are. Poor Do you know, what the, do you know that they, they opened their season on the road at the Chiefs on the night that the Chiefs get their rings <laughs> on like the first Thursday night game. It's like, come on, give them a break. Like, <laughs> have them start at home against the Bears or something, for God's sake. Like, how, how many times per year do the Lions play the Packers? It, I think it's six or seven, right? It's like six <laughs> I think or it's seven. Six they, or six. It's every Thanksgiving, obviously. Every Thanksgiving, it's, right. Uh, the, it's always the second game of the year and the second to last game of the year. Uh, then they then play there's once usually in December. A, there's a Christmas game. There's a Christmas game. Late October, right around Halloween, they always Yeah, play. there's always a Halloween game. There's a Thanksgiving game, a Christmas game. So, yeah, I think it's like five or six times a year. It's unbelievable. All right, what's your uh, second wish? Uh, my second wish was for Buffalo. Oh, Buffalo. Buffalo, Buffalo, right. Buffalo. So what's our third wish? Now it should be a uh, an NBA wish, I guess, right? Uh, so yeah. Trout, Trout plays in the World Series. Yep. Every team uh, that has never won a World Series wins one over the next however many years. Right. 
then we're saying Bill Sweep, a ch- Buffalo sweeps Bill, a multiple Buffalo becomes Title Town USA. Right. <laughs> you want the Lions to win the Super Bowl. Now right. what's an, now we need an NBA wish. <sighs> I know what mine is. You know, it's got to be yours is probably the Clippers, right? Are you, you going to no. go with the Clippers? Oh, because you have a little, uh, a little. It's the Sacramento Kings. Oh, the Kings. That's right. I want. That's I've. Right. I've. As you know, fell in love with the Sacramento Kings last year. Yes. Went up to Sacramento to see a game. I bought like four Keegan Murray rookie cards. <laughs> while I <laughs> in my in the phase of uh, buying cards that we got into accidentally. Uh, just absolutely fell in love with that city. That arena is yes. amazing. Those fans are incredible. That team has suffered ingloriously. Oh, they yeah. have this incredibly fun offense. I love Mike Brown. I love the whole thing. I I would th- thrill at the idea of the Kings leaping. They're probably two years away from being serious contenders, uh, and a lot of stuff has to go right. But I, I've, the, if you told me right now the Sacramento Kings were going to win the championship next year, I'd be thrilled. I love yes. that team. But that's the question: is like, will, would the genie say, "Ah, you're too close to that team"? Like, that's a too personal of a choice. Well, I mean, the other things that you could argue for, I think, right now, yeah, would be number one, Victor Wembanyama is what we think he's going to be. Yeah, right. Oh my be- gosh. And like, stay and like stays injury free and like turns into like <laughs> the guy that we are hoping he turns into because that is the most exciting storyline for the next five years in the NBA. Yes. Um. And then you could also do with you could also perhaps craft a wish around the idea of like, and this is a little cheap because you could do this in any sport, especially football, but you could probably craft a wish around the concept of when stars come into the league that they don't get injured and fall apart. Like Zion Zion Williamson right now is the saddest story in the NBA because he was he looked like he was going to be like one of the weirdest all-time superstars ever. Like, yeah, he was not, gonna... not that tall, like 6'6", but freakishly, freakishly athletic. Like, could yes. jump, somehow jump higher. <laughs> he could, like, block a Kevin Durant jump shot. Every, I got obsessed, I don't know if you remember this, but I got obsessed with his shot charts in his rookie year. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Would be like, he would take, like, 21 shots in a game, and 16 of them would be from within two <laughs> feet of the rim, and five of them would be three-pointers, and he would go three of five from three, and, like, 14 of 16 from it was from amazing. right around the yeah it was incredible and and it's just so sad that we've just missed him for two years now three years well i'll tell you one that and look this is not even because if the genie is arriving today i'm i'm absolutely spending a wish on denver beating miami in this finals right. this year because right. for two reasons obviously we've talked at length and we will continue to talk at length despite what the mothership uh threatens uh, that the heat are a scourge on society. I think I think that goes without saying. But secondly, Denver, in addition to just my utter utter love for for Jokic, um, that's a haunted franchise. That is yeah. a haunted franchise that has never won the title. You know, Denver is a really cool sports town. It would be just like the Heat to ruin that whole thing for Denver it was totally this is 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 very quietly this is very quietly a worst case scenario for Denver because the heat who are blood-sucking vampires who ruin fun and destroy joy and happiness throughout the league is the absolute last team in the world that Denver wants to be playing because by all rights everybody's like oh Denver's gonna win Denver's gonna sweep Denver in five 
again, I've been sounding this alarm, as you know, for six yes, months. Yes, you have. Yes, this you have. team is a bunch of blood-sucking, miserable <laughs> succubi who, whose only job is to pull through the dark arts, That's pull right. all of the joy and, and happiness and fervor and joie de vivre out of the souls of fan bases. That's right. And drag them down into the <laughs> muck and the mire and the swamp from which they come. And if I were Denver, I would be... I would be panicking right panicking. now because panicking. This, this is the, this. They are so close to their first title. They're I think they're negative three fifty favorites to win the title right now or something yeah. like that. And yet you go back and you're like, well, the Bucks were like minus eight hundred to win that series. <laughs> the Knicks were like minus one fifty to win their series. The Celtics were minus four fifty or something to win their series. And time after time after time, this group of awful, miserable people <laughs> who were put on earth to ruin humanity have yeah. proved it have have come back and done exactly that and they're they're threatening to do it against Denver too. They're dementors. They really are. Yeah. They're that's what they should be their nickname. Their nickname should be yes. the Miami Dementors. That's yes. what they are. There there is there is no way to to stop them. They have no feeling, no emotions. Uh it's awful. It's absolutely awful and and I am really I think I will be watching this series and I say, I say this because this is sort of the way I watched the Celtics series as if the the Nuggets are my team. Like I will yeah. I I am rooting for them in the same way that I rooted for Cleveland teams growing up. This is this is how passionately I feel both about Jokic and about ending this Miami Heat thing. Somebody sent me a stat today and you will know this is if this is true or not because of the you are the stat of the day expert uh, of mm -hmm. such things. So you tell me if this is true and maybe if you've seen this. The stat somebody sent me was that Pat Riley has been in 25% of the finals yeah. ever. Like ever. ever. I don't think it is, it's ever. Is that right? Ever? I believe it's ever, yeah, because it's as a player – a coach, coach or a GM. Yeah. yeah. I mean, look, this is Eric Spolster's sixth NBA finals. Right. He's missed the playoffs three times and has made the finals six times. He Unbelievable. Is, he is the Bill Belichick of the <laughs> NBA. Now, there's a couple caveats here. One is he's lost a lot of those finals. Yes. And, yes. and he lost he lost uh he lost with LeBron. He lost a finals with where and not just with LeBron, but when LeBron was in his prime, and they were the best team. Like they were favored, they were huge favorites in that series. They well, lost yeah. To. I mean, Dallas was not. Dallas, I mean, and yeah. that's the only year for Dallas too, right? I mean, that was the yeah, only the that's only Dallas's year only they, title. Yeah. yeah, and and they lost in the bubble to uh, granted to LeBron and AD, and the bubble was weird, and no one really counts right. that. Um, but like he, they, it's not like they've won every year, and he has he had for four years the best team by far. LeBron at his prime, Dwayne Wade, Bosch, all those guys, Ray yes. Allen, like they so it's 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 not quite a perfect comparison, but he has he is proving to be he's good. The best coach since Popovich certainly. Yeah. And if they win this title, you start to think like, "Ooh, who's better, Spo yeah. or Popovich?" Like you start to actually have that debate because again, Popovich also had Parker and Ginobili and Duncan sure. and had all those guys. Sure. So like you're, you know, but he, you but, can't... but being fair, he was kind of responsible for getting those guys. You know what I mean? I mean, like they, yeah. they didn't come as free agents and, and because they wanted to play at South Beach or whatever. Well, that's the know? other, that's the other caveat that I think is, uh, needs to always be mentioned is, you know, you, you're, 
you can't be the greatest coach of all time unless you're coaching in LA or Miami <laughs> or in the, in the modern NBA, I'm saying just, you have to be in a place where people want to go. This is the right. age of, of player empowerment. These guys form their own teams through like text chains and then instruct the coaches and the GMs of these teams that they're coming to play there. Like yes. that's what happened with the Clippers. Kawhi was like, I will go play with you if you can get me Paul George. And then they scrambled, traded away their entire future for Paul George. And then Kawhi was like, okay, fine. And so in a, in a weird way, it's actually surprising Miami hasn't done better with free agents in the last 10 years since really since LeBron left because it's one of the only places the guys in the NBA want to hang out. It's also a big reason why I think Atlanta as a franchise is the most underachieving yeah. team because Atlanta is a city where the NBA likes to go and hang yes. out and spend time <laughs> in and they just absolutely cannot get it together. So there's a lot of caveats there, but the point is is that the Heat have have proven themselves to be a premier franchise in the league over decades now. Spolstra is the best coach, I think, currently in the NBA. And the, for the Denver Nuggets, the, the wonderful, fun-to-watch, exciting, high-flying, Jokic-led Denver Nuggets, yes. this is the very worst possible scenario. I think, the Nuggets, I think the Nuggets would have wiped the floor with the Boston, especially if Tatum had gotten hurt as he did and then had been limited in the finals. I think that would have been a problem. A lot of people are saying, look, Boston had big bodies to throw. The, the Nuggets are a big team. Jokic is obviously a seven-footer. Right. Michael Porter Jr. is 6'10". Like the Aaron Gordon is big. Like They have a lot of big guys. The Celtics had the guys to go up against them. Miami doesn't. Miami's small. It's a small yes. team. But that's part of what makes them so infuriating is that it's Kayla Barton and Gabe Vincent and Kyle Lowry who stinks <laughs> hitting threes at the worst possible times. There is every chance in the world that they're going to steal a game in Denver and then suddenly Denver will panic and tighten yes. up and that stupid zone that Miami plays will befuddle them the way that they befuddled Boston. I don't know why. <laughs> Amazingly, I think here's here's my theory about what happened as long as we're talking about this. Yes, yeah, so let's talk I, about this. I think that what happened, and I don't have any actual proof of this, I think that everybody in the Celtics organization has uh, the memento memory disease where they can't remember anything that happened recently because uh, Miami plays that stupid zone. That's and, right. And it's impossible to... The things you can't do against a zone include like dribble into the lane and That's right. try to hit a layup. Can't, or can't do that. Ma make a low post entry pass without like four guys swatting the ball away or whatever. And the Celtics just try to do it over and over and over again in game one. And the announcers were saying, like, it's that zone, Miami's zone. It's really causing the Celtics problems. Then the next game, this same exact thing happened. Just the same exact thing with no differences at all. At all. Just the same zone and the same dumb attempts. And then in game three, interestingly, the same thing happened again. And, it, and I, I was watching it. And, like, I don't know anything about basketball. I can see what's happening. Why can't the Celtics coaching staff and players see what is happening? Why did they need to run the same lackadaisical offense against that zone game after game after game? They did it. The only reason that things changed in game four and game five, and even to some extent six, is because they started hitting their like contested threes right. a little better. And and like, uh, but it was like, well, they, they're not, they didn't solve the zone. No, they just, no. They just they, like. They played better defense in, in four in four and five totally. also, right? Like Def they completely I, I, turned that defensively, around. Defensively, they made adjustments. And even in, even in game seven, 
you know, that that was a route. They only gave up 103 points. Right. You that's right. win nearly every NBA game you play if you only give up 103 points. I mean, look at the t- point totals that Miami had for the for the final four games and even yeah. the first two games. But the final four games, it was like in the 90s. But and that team low can't 100s. score. That team right. can't score. They can't score. Right. So they all you score. I mean, so look. the and so the only way you lose to them is if you just forget how to play against a zone defense, which the Celtics or forget that the they're playing a zone defense and watching everybody's talking about Jalen Brown today because Brown had eight turnovers. He it played terribly. Yes. He was straight up bad. And, and it's raising a whole bunch of questions, which we don't have to get into because everybody else is getting into them about, do they sign him to the super max? Do they trade him? Right. Do they, whatever the point is, is like there, there are, there are a handful of guys, Kyrie Irving, maybe, or Donovan Mitchell, maybe, or Devin Booker, maybe, who are skilled enough to run like ISO plays against a zone defense. Because even if you get by your defender, the whole point is that there's like seven guys clogging the lane. (laughs) And so if you're Kyrie Irving and you can do a crazy jump up, switch hands, float around, matrix your way backwards and throw a high layup off the backboard, maybe you can finish at the rim. Jalen Brown is not that guy. He's no. never been that guy. And, no. and so Tatum goes down and Jalen Brown decides like it's on me and just kept on trying that over and over again. It was it was taking candy from a baby. Like yeah, I know so he, I know he played terribly. I and, and he deserves the criticism that he's getting a hundred percent. But also, how did Joe Missoula not grab him by the collar and say, you cannot dribble penetrate against this zone. Don't try. You can't do it. The same thing will happen every time. Watching this series was maddening because it was the same mistake over and over yeah. and over again. And it drove me up the wall. Well, the other thing about Jalen Brown was when he got to the rim, he didn't finish. It was really yeah. frustrating to watch him throw the ball 8 million miles an hour against the backboard trying to make layups. I mean, he was he was obviously super hyped. I, I, my least favorite moment of the thing was, okay, the Celtics scored 15 points in the first quarter. Game was over. I, I, I know that NBA games, you can always come back or whatever, but they scored 15 points in the first quarter and, and were over 12, over 11, over 10. Over 11 from, from three, right, yeah. From three. And at, at, the, at the period, they went, you know, did the little, the little in-between period interview with Spolstra and said, um, wow, you know, they're over 11. What do you like what your defense is doing? And he goes, um, you know, yeah, well, I think we're playing good, but you know, then they come off the ball and they're actually got some good looks. I mean, he basically was like, you know what? Our defense wasn't really that good. It was like, it was kind of just pretty typical defense that we played. I mean, he was, it was very clear that he was like, yeah, they just kind of, Choked. I mean, you know, he didn't yeah. say it, but it was very clear that they were. And and obviously, you know, that I I heard those announcers talking about um, saying, "Oh, well, you know, the Celtic fans are going to complain about losing Tatum, but the Heat have been playing without Hero all all playoffs." Blah blah blah. It's not the same thing as no. losing your star on the first like minute of the game. That's and I mean, Tatum means more to the Celtics, but I mean even more than that. Um, when you lose a player right away, there's no, there's no adjustment. There's no plan at that. They've point, exactly. Know? They have known the Heat have known for weeks and weeks and weeks that they didn't have Hero. And also, here's the thing, and I don't know if anyone else has been saying this or not. 
as a connoisseur, as a self-flagellating connoisseur <laughs> of Miami Heat basketball, the Heat are better when Hero doesn't play. Yeah, I'm sorry, I think that's they true just too. are. And the and the reason is that he's a good scorer. He can he, he can get you a bucket. He can score twenty five a game, and he sometimes like goes nuclear and has like you know huge three point right. shooting games or whatever. He gets hunted on defense. He is exactly the kind of guy who in the playoffs suddenly finds his minutes cut from 41 to like 27 because when he's in the game, they're negative 10 because the because the other team is just like, oh, good, Hero's in the game. Switch, switch, switch. Go one-on-one, cook him, take him to the rim. Like that guy gets absolutely picked apart on defense. And when they didn't have him and they instead had Kayla Martin in, who, by the way, was, was getting like 15, 15 rebounds a game, that guy. Oh, like yeah. he was at, so he was so good. They were suddenly they were playing much better defenders the whole time. And it didn't hurt them, by the way, that the Celtics never ran an offense designed to exploit <laughs> any of their weaknesses. Like, I don't know how in the world they do, they weren't switching onto they were in in games like you know three four five six even they weren't like oh kyle lowry's in the game he's 37 years old and yeah. he's terrible like <laughs> switch 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 take take lowry to the cup or, or duncan robinson who who was pressed into playing time because of uh, uh rotation problems oh duncan robinson in the game switch 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 get duncan robinson one-on-one with tatum like yeah how they didn't do that over and over and over again, I will never understand it. Like Celtic, I mean, the, the Heat sure did. Heat sure did. Yeah. Kept finding the matchup they wanted every single time. It feel like Although, they got the matchup they wanted. This is this is honestly the craziest thing about that game yesterday. No one will talk about this. But let me just finish this point. Hero, if Hero comes back, I think Denver is thrilled. If Hero comes back, because he right. won't be a hundred percent. He hasn't shot a. He hasn't been in, seen game action in months. And I will bet you anything that between and among Michael Malone and Jamal Murray and Porter and Gordon, those guys will just find Hero in matchups and they will destroy him. He is going to get destroyed defensively if he plays. But the craziest thing, and this is like not, not really that relevant... Tatum was playing on one leg the entire game and had yeah. to, and because Malcolm Brogdon who tore a tendon in his arm and is normally the guy who would take those minutes from Tatum, he couldn't play either. And so Tatum's in the game on one leg. They didn't switch on to Tatum no, they that didn't. often. No, they didn't. It was so weird. Like they, yeah. the Celtics were burying Tatum as far to the corner as they could possibly get him on defense because he couldn't move. And it was like Jimmy Butler was like I he had it was as if he was thinking to himself I I don't want to take Tatum on one leg because I won't get any credit for it so I'm going to take Rob Williams <laughs> or I'm going to try to take Derek White or I, whatever I kind of got was the, so weird I, I thought the Heat were off balance I just thought they were like how much of this is real with Tatum is he really hurt how bad because they were also. They were doubling him on offense, and it was like, what? Why? I mean, they like, they like, it was so clear he couldn't move, and I mean, it was that was hard to watch. That was the sad part. Was Tatum? It was a being, bad game. It was well, a terrible, like, terrible game. But look, but, they, these two teams have played a bunch of series now. This is the third time they've had a big, high-profile series, and in the last like four years, five years, whatever it is, and like this is the rubber match, and it came to it was like three zero, and then three three came down to game seven and it was, everyone was so amped up and the game ended 25 seconds in. No, like that, when Tatum as soon as that, I was, yeah. I was watching with my son and I was like, that's game. Like you can't, they can, I know I've again, watched too many heat games not to know this. 
you need everyone on your team to be maximally uh, efficient and like f- laser focused and healthy. As soon as Tatum went out, knowing that Brogdon couldn't play, I just couldn't see a path for them to win anymore. I thought it was going to be a very close game. I was envisioning another last-second shot. I was envisioning key free throws with 30 seconds left in the fourth quarter. As soon as Tatum got hurt, I was like, Miami just won this game. So it was just a bummer to have it end that Other Other than Derek White, there was really nobody who did anything at that point, you know, which was was hard to watch. But... We'll see. I mean, this this Denver series is 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 nerve wracking uh, for those of us who both like Denver and cannot stand Miami. It's it's it doesn't look. I cannot on paper figure out a plan for Miami to win that series. Like on paper, it doesn't. But you make can't sense. come but up with a plan to, to beat the Bucks no, that's or the right. Celtics or, or anything. Ma- or like Milwaukee, there was no way yeah. they could beat Milwaukee. Like no, no question, they'll figure out something. But. Uh, but it's also possible that Denver team is really, really good. Like, really, they're very really good. Good, yeah. They're at, they're they're really good. Jokic is sort of uh, uh, inevitable in some ways. Like, yeah. the, even when he has a bad game, he has a, his stat line game. is like ni- nineteen, fourteen, and eleven. Like, yeah. that's a terrible game for him. Well, and, and Murray's so good. Murray catches fire all the time. Like, they didn't have him in the bubble, and I think that was the difference between them beating LA and losing to LA. Like. I, I, uh, again, on paper, yeah, they're a four to one favorite, but like, that's the problem with the heat. Those miserable, awful Miami heat (laughs) players are, yeah, yeah, the Dementors like don't really care about (laughs) Vegas odds at all, at all. Not even a little bit. All right. Want to switch gears a little bit here and, and do something that we never do on this podcast, which is like, you know how on other podcasts they'll be like, oh, we should we should promote something. We should like prom- like oh, do yeah. like we have something to talk about. We have something that we that we've done that we should promote. Um so there are a couple things that I want to promote, but the first thing that I want to promote is something that is absolutely free uh for people. We have uh started a a newsletter, a podcast newsletter. By uh, we, what do you, who do you really mean here? No, no, we. I'm, I'm, I'm the you, royal we. I'm using the royal. We. Okay, the royal we. Good, because I, I have, I'm not. Just to be clear, you're doing all the work. I'm doing nothing. Oh, uh, you're, you're. But that's sort of what the podcast is, right? I yeah, mean, that's sort of that's like right. how we usually do it. It is. Uh, you could just go to the podcast.substack.com. It is a podcast newsletter. It is not going to be like my usual thing where I'm going to write lots and lots and lots of things. Uh, at least that's what I'm telling myself. What and, it and will be. Absolutely. It absolutely <laughs> will become that without question because <laughs> you have a problem. We've talked about this before. You have a problem with your brain. Yeah. Yes, that, I do. That pr- prohibits you from not writing. Your your brain yes. does not allow you to not write. So I, eventually, I'm sure this will be a 7,000 word a week <laughs> newsletter with 7,000 words of all brand new material you can't get anywhere else. But for now, what it is going to be is a discussion place for everybody who wants to talk about the podcast. So we have already, it has started. You can you can sign up. Many of you already have signed up for it. The podcast uh, at uh, .substack.com. And, uh, and so we already have our first, what we'll do is when, the, when this podcast comes out, we'll put up a little discussion thread on this place, tell you just very little about, uh, about the, what we can talk about. And uh, and let you have at it. So that is that is what we're going to do. So we we did that already for the for last week's podcast, and 
those of you who are, are regular listeners will know that Mike recommended, it was Mike's idea, to create a special room in the Hall of Fame, in mm-hmm. the Baseball Hall of Fame, that he originally called the uh, sort of the ambassador wing uh, for baseball ambassadors. And both of us kind of thought that it's, it's too, we're not, we don't, we're, we're, tr- we're not trying to make like, like judgments about morality or anything right. here. We want it just to be. So we have now sort of tentatively called it the hall of awesomeness. It's sort of the room of just awesome people that that's all that, that is required is awesomeness for you to be inducted into the hall of fame. We we're not caring about your career stats. If you ever did an awesome thing or uh, were known for awesome things, you can go in Uh we did ask um, listeners if they had a better name. Uh, I'm looking. Nobody seems to have suggested any yet. But okay. people have suggested numerous nominees for the Hall of Awesomeness, for the Room of Awesomeness. What do you think? Great. Now, now to, let's go through them. But, but to, to be clear, the concept here is these people, in our minds, are full members of the baseball that's hall right of fame. absolutely this is not a this is not a consolation prize this no. isn't like a backdoor this is in our world these people would be as much in the hall of fame as the all-time great wing. that's right it would just be a separate wing so that you know why they're in the hall of fame which that's right. isn't they were one of the greatest players ever but rather they did something or some things or carry themselves in a certain way. This is where the ambassador name came from, which wasn't right. great. I'm not fine to give that up. But the idea here is these are Hall of Famers. They have plaques. They get That's inducted. Right. They That's give right. speeches. And, it, and it, they, got, they just got in not because necessarily of their athletic prowess or managerial prowess or whatever, but rather just because they were so awesome in some way, shape, or form, they That's just right. have to be in the Hall of Fame. That's right. And and the the only real uh, qualification that we said is if you are already in the Hall of Fame, you don't go in twice. So, like, obviously, right. Willie Mays would be in the awesome room, for sure. And Satchel Paige Satchel would be. Satchel Paige and, and, yeah. and Ken Griffey Jr., uh, all those guys would be. Not every Hall of Famer, by the way, would be in the in the awesomeness no. uh, part no. wing. Like no? Eddie Murray wouldn't be in the awesomeness. Eddie Murray, wing, like I was thinking more like Craig Biggio, probably. Yeah. Like, like like probably not. You know, like there are a bunch of guys. But like that. importantly, Adrian Beltre, who will get would in, would be would absolutely be in in the awesomeness wing because he was also awesome and did a lot of funny things and was cool. One of the things that we have talked about as a possibility is that we would put people into the awesome wing of the Hall of Fame. Before, like we would beat them to the punch, like we would induct Ishiro into the awesome wing, and then totally. when he goes into the real Hall of Fame, the well, I wouldn't even call it the real. When he goes into the into the mothership wing of the Hall of Fame, right. he comes out of the Hall of Awesome wing. Right? Well, he I think. Goes, see, I think there was. I think there's room here for you to be in both wings, and they would oh, be like the interesting. It would, you know what I mean? Like each, you, there would be a, a a very elite class of Hall of Famer that would be in both. So Ichiro would be one of those guys, yes. obviously. Belter would be one of those guys. You'd probably have, you know, like Ted Williams maybe retroactively because he was like a fighter pilot and like right. sh- got shot down and then came back to the league and hit 400 was, in was John Glenn was his wingman. Yeah, like just like <laughs> yeah. that alone. Yeah, so like you, you, I think there would be, you would create accidentally almost a, a super elite class of like, these Ooh, guys were both yes. among the best players and also separately were just awesome in the way that they did the, stuff, you know? They, they, these are the Super Hall of Famers. They get their own thing. Like they like, they, right. like the, the, the Super, super hall. hall of Famers, the Super Hall. 
All right, I love this. All right, so we'll we'll talk about the Super Hall, but first let's talk about you and I sort of came up with like I wouldn't call it a first class, but the people that we were thinking would make up a very interesting first class. And they included okay. Fernando Valenzuela, right? Which mm-hmm. we both think has to be. He has to be. Um, the San Diego chicken. We, we said right. the San Diego chicken has to go into the <laughs> Hall of Awesomeness. 100%. Um, uh, so those were two. Who were the other two that we thought had to go? Uh, Do you remember? No, there were, there were four. Or there were five, four I mean, total, there? right? I think there were four total. Was Bartolo one that we thought? Bartolo was one. Yeah, Bartolo I was the Bar- reason that it was Bartolo created the the, uh, the uh, whole of idea awesome. because it was it was recently his birthday, and uh, and that's what gave me the idea. So yeah, Bartolo. Bartolo um, was the third, and then there was somebody else that we thought of as was going to be the fourth. So okay. we'll think this, about it. It shows if, you how little <laughs> how little we pay attention to our own podcast. All right, I'm going to give you. Um, oh, wait, hold on. I got it. Oh, Bo Jackson. Oh, Bo. Of, of course. Of course. Bo uh, Jackson. Bo Jackson, Bartolo Colon. I nominated Ron Washington just because I've always loved Ron Washington. Sure. Uh, San Diego Chicken, Fernando. And then we were looking for a fifth. That was the... Right. So it was Bo, Bartolo, San Diego Chicken, Fernando. And we, we were taking votes on the... The other people we brought up were... Um, Mark Fidrich we brought up, I remember. Sean Casey, Mark Fidrich, Bill Lee... Uh, Kenta Colby, people like that. Dan Quisenberry, yeah. There yeah. were a few of those guys that we brought up. So I'm going to give you some people come up with, a, we came up with a bunch for us. So I think w- what we need to discuss is can they be first class? Are they at that level? Okay. And also how seriously would we consider them uh, down the road? Okay, so that's what we got. Great. All right. Ed, these are these are again from the, the new newsletter, uh, the podcast.substack.com. Uh, Ed uh, nominates the Philly Fanatic. I, I think it's going to be a while before we put in a second mascot, I, I think. I think it's a little bit of a Ray guy is the only punter situation <laughs> where, <laughs> you know, I think I think the San Diego chicken is the obvious. He invented one. it. He invented yeah, the Philly thing. Fanatic and Mr. Met need to uh, need to take a, a, a couple of years to cool. The yes, jets they, they got to develop. The Veterans Kevin- Committee will put them in. <laughs> Kevin nominates the bird that Randy Johnson killed. <laughs> well, you could have an exhibit about that. You get, uh, yeah, that's more of an exhibit. I don't think yeah. the bird himself. Although, rest in peace, bird. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, recently happened again with Zach Gallen. That's a crazy. What is it about Diamondbacks pitchers? <laughs> Diamondbacks pitchers hate birds. Alex nominated Jim Abbott. Ah, Jim Abbott's a really good one. Good Jim call. Ab- Jim Abbott's a really good one. Jim Abbott, um, both in college and in the pros, uh, guys tried to steal home against him, and he threw them out by like 48 feet. <laughs> like someone, someone was like, ha-ha, this guy only has one hand. I'll bet I can steal home on him. And Jim Abbott just very calmly. There's one yes. of them. There's a video you can actually watch, which I think, I can't remember whether it's college or the pros, but... Uh, he just like saw that it was happening, did the incredibly quick glove switch thing that he did and threw the guy out by 40 feet. And Jim Abbott threw a gosh darn no hitter. Well, that's, that's what I was amazing. gonna say. Yeah. Was, yeah. Was, he did it for the Yankees. It's the only good thing that the Yankees have ever done in their entire history. It literally history. is. You're that's totally right. right. That's where <clears> they've <throat> done one good thing in their hundred fifty year history, which is the Jim Abbott threw a no hitter. Jim Abbott no hitter, yeah. Which reminds me, this is the other thing I, I thought about with promotion. Um been meaning to mention this to you. Um, I wrote a book, and uh, the base, yeah, the baseball one hundred. 
No, no, I've, I've written a, another book after the Baseball 100. About a different subject, I assume? No, it's it's also about it's baseball. It's also about baseball? <laughs> it's, it's, called, it's called Why We Love Baseball. It is coming out uh, September 5th, but I wanted to mention two things about it. One, if you pre-order it before Father's Day. Um, Which I is will, now only a week away. Only right? a, a couple, yeah, we're, week, we're closing a week and a half away. She, June 18th is, is Father's Day. So if you order it by Father's Day from Rainy Day Books at rainydaybooks.com, I will uh, not only sign the book, I will inscribe it. I've already started doing this a little bit. Um, I will inscribe it, whatever you want me to say. And I have to say, a lot of people are making me write things that hurt my heart very much. What did you um, expect? You knew that was going to happen. <laughs> which, which I kind of expected to happen. So... If you pre-order it by June 18th from rainydaybooks.com, uh, I will sign it. I will inscribe it. I will say nice things about Derek Jeter. I will say nice oh. things about Billy Joel. Uh, somebody asked me to say something nice about Emo's Pizza, uh, which is uh, the St. Louis pizza and is an abomination unto man. But <laughs> but I didn't write that. I wrote that Emo's Pizza is good because somebody asked me to do that and they were kind enough to pre-order the book. So if you pre-order the book by June 18th, you will get one of those. If you if you uh, decide no, you're going to pre-order it after June 18th, that's fine. You can mm-hmm. still get a signed copy and I will write like a little a little happy thing for you. I'll just write a little something uh, off the top of my head that will be not personalized to you, but I will write it for you. Maybe I'll, I might do something where I find out who your favorite team is and I just write, go your team or whatever. Um, But uh, if you want the full treatment and the other thing I will say is this is very important for society because as of this moment, the wrong person has the record for pre-order of sales at hmm. Rainy Day Books. I'm not naming names. I'm not going to say who it is. Who, no, go ahead and say who it is. No, who I'm, is I'm not. I'm not going to. Who is? So you're. <laughs> so you're trying to break the record of for most books pre-ordered at Rainy Day Books. And That's you're right. saying someone, someone despicable, someone Henry Kissinger like. I'm saying someone very has the record. That's right. I'm. I'm saying a very despicable person. Uh, has like a the bad, record. like a like a bad person, like an evil person, a person who's done harm to the world. Would I, you say? No, I would say more just somebody whose existence uh, is uh, troubling for all of us. Huh. I think it's more okay. more along those lines. This person owns the record. Uh, he took the record from me. I will tell mm. you, it's a he. I will say okay. it's a he, and I will also tell you <clears throat> that he has promised if I don't break the record, he will record himself toasting with he will pop open a bottle of champagne and toast me a la the 1972 like the 1972 well you know what that's actually sounds pretty funny i like this guy. no that's not i'm not i'm in favor of this guy now i don't want you to break the record because i think that sounds like a funny joke no that's not a funny joke it's not funny the record must go down so please help uh rainydaybooks.com the other thing i wanted to say was since we were talking about uh jim abbott and the no hitter that is one of the moments mm. in why we love baseball. Which look, has- this book sounds great. I hope you sell a million copies. <clears throat> right. I just hope that you fall one shy of the rainy day books <laughs> record because this this guy who's now whose side I'm on. Oh, you're on this, this guy's guy. side. I'm, I'm on this guy's side now. Yeah, because I think that thing about popping the champagne like the 1972 <laughs> Dolphins, that miserable collection of of absurd. <laughs> 
uh, old farts who what is, who what don't is who don't know don't know the, that the the Detroit Lions uh, in what is the, the update? Worst what Detroit would the Detroit Lions, Lions, Lions beat the 1972 Dolphins? Well, Lions? I can't. The Lions were actually good last year. Who was the worst team last year? Was it uh, Jacksonville? Not, no, Jacksonville was good, right? Like Jacksonville, Jacksonville ended good, up yeah. being good. Who was they actually the worst team? Uh, I'm gonna look it up. Let's just see. Well, they they just uh, had the first pick. Oh, it wasn't the Panthers though, even though they had the first pick, right? They no. traded. Well, let's up say for the, the let's pick. say the Panthers. Let's say that last year's. Uh, if I, I if you crunch the numbers. Last year's Carolina Panthers would have beaten or the nineteen seventy <laughs> yes. the nineteen seventy two Dolphins a hundred and eleven to nothing. <laughs> okay, hundred and eleven to nothing. I just want to know yeah. what the update is. That's the update. On the, yeah. Yeah. Well, how could you? How could you admire a person? Who this would, guy just who sounds would, like a good time. He sounds like a funny guy. He came up with a funny bit. If you don't break his record, he's going to pop champagne. Like I came up with the bit. That's, That's the worst part. Is I came up with the bit and he just agreed to do it. All right. Well, I'm not there here. you go. It's, uh, it's, look, it, all I'm saying is this guy sounds great. I'm totally no, on his side, no. <laughs> and I, I hope you. I hope this book is a bestseller for five years. But I yeah. just hope you fall one <laughs> book short of the rainy day books record. Don't listen to him. Here we go. Chris wants uh, in the. He wants Buck O'Neill in there, even though Buck O'Neill is in the main Hall of Fame. Could Buck O'Neill be a super Hall of Famer? Buck O'Neill uh, is a good candidate, and also it took so many more years oh. for him to get into the to the mothership hall of fame that i think almost as a matter of principle he should be a first ballot awesomeness hall of fame yeah yeah well it, it, you he, know what as you know what i've been thinking for a while it's too bad no one's ever written a great book about buck o'neill because that's a book <laughs> i'd love to read you know it's funny you should say that uh What's that? yeah i i wrote a book about buck o'neill get out of here <laughs> i know called the soul <laughs> of baseball um huh. by the way i like this concept I think we should be allowed to take 10 guys out of the Hall of Fame and put them in our Hall of Awesomeness. Just like literally, okay. look, it's, they're all getting plaques. They're all Hall of Famers. We're, we're just, just taking, moving their plaques. We're from just one moving room their plaques. And so Buck would be one of the plaques we're moving. We're just like. But again, I'm arguing that you should no, be no, able to I be know. in both. No, they, that person would get into the super Hall of Fame uh, line. They'd be on top. But I'm just saying we take them out. Like we, we, we get them. We get those guys. Buck is one of the few guys who is in the hall of fame because he was awesome. Yeah. Like there's yeah. no other reason that he's in the hall of fame. Is that's a, than- that's a great argument for him being in the hall of awesomeness is because he didn't get in despite his endless career as a manager and a scout and just a general like man at large ambassador yes, type and player figure and everything. Yes. And player. But like he wasn't, good enough at any one of those things he was sort of in the he got into the hall of fame because he was like he was the soul of baseball in many ways so uh that'd be a good title for a book about him i'm gonna take this into consideration i think you should do it it would be a good project for you all right who else dr doom has a great one what about eric davis Ooh, eric davis is pure awesome right that's a good one yeah 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 yep that's yep. A, that's a really good that. one that's that he's sort of in that um we talked when we were opening baseball cards we talked about how you had when you when you were a kid you had an album of like just good good guys you know yeah. like good cards eric <laughs> right. davis every eric davis card went in that album everyone you know I mean? everyone went into that, that album. 85 eric davis i had 73 of that you never put an eric davis, davis card in the comments like that would no. never ever go in the comments no somebody wants to know if uh dave henderson deserves to be in the hall of awesomeness 
Yeah, Hindu, uh, I would say there's an argument for it. I, I think that the Hall of Awesomeness probably has, like the Hall of Fame proper, has like a, a, a few exhibition rooms for moments and, and kind of like individual plays and stuff. And I feel like Hindu's home run uh, in the 86 ALCS yes. against the A's probably and also- makes that. And having the ball bounce off him earlier in that game. Like, everything yeah. about that game. I think there's, like, a little exhibit about that. I'm not sure if, as a player, he rises yeah. to the same level as, like, a Bartolo Colon. No, maybe not. Maybe not. But he was still he was still pretty good. By the way, a good book about moments, uh, like, great moments in baseball history, mm-hmm. I would call it Why We Love Baseball, and I would sell it, and you would be able to pre-order it at Rainy Day Books. I th- now you have the memento memory disease. <laughs> <laughs> Steve wants to uh, nominate Mark Fidrich, which we did nominate Mark Fidrich. Mm-hmm. Definitely, I, I think he's very, I think there's an argument for Fidrich even as a first ballot. I think he's in. I think eventually he's getting in. He's getting in. I'm I'm not sure he's first ballot uh, because he was kind of awesome for like whatever that one or two seasons was. Right? Well, it was like, one. It was one season, yeah, but it was right. so great. And it was, and it, and the mania was like, he kind of, although we're putting Fernando in. I, Fernando, I, see, that's the thing is Fernando mania lasted longer. Yeah. And, and he was and, better. And was, was more was culturally better. important to that team. Way, and, way more so. Yeah. Agreed. All right. But he's on the list. All right. Yeah. Clay wants to nominate Kirk Gibson. That's pretty good. That's a good one. Look, Gibson, the thing that's crazy about Gibson is, of course, he had the the uh, the home run, obviously, but he also did that for the Tigers. Like he did yeah, it twice, Tigers. you know. Yeah, yeah, he did it twice, and you know, he. I mean, isn't one of your favorite stories Kirk Gibson losing his mind when they did the whole eye black in the helmet <laughs> trick on him? It's fantastic. <laughs> like Jesse Orozco did it, and like he lost his mind. But see, I I think the argument against Kirk Gibson, if there is one, is that he was kind of a red ass. You know, like uh, that was the but isn't his but, but, but baseball needs those, don't you think? Totally, you think? but yeah. but he I just I feel like there's a vibe about him that's a little like he was like angry old mustachioed <laughs> sort of psycho rule like old school rules. He never guy. should become a manager. It, like him yeah. becoming a manager kind of put that in our minds. So. Yeah. Oh, David. Oh, with one that we should have thought about, Louis Tiant. Oh God, yes. <laughs> Louis oh, of course. Tiant. Of course. Has to. Has Louis to Tiant be for in. for decades after he retired, sells sausages outside <laughs> Fenway Park and like will happily sign autographs for anyone who asks. Like, yeah, like uh, oh, of absolutely, like everything, the wind up. Everything. The mustache, the mustache, the, the, the whole story with the his nickname. dad, everything. Yeah. Oh, I that very good argument for a first, uh, first year class, but he's absolutely getting in early. And he's getting in early, and he could be first ballot. It's possible. Yeah. All right, Joel says Jose Batista flipping the bat, just the bat well, that's, flip. There's a whole room I think that is just de- <laughs> devoted to that bat. Like you walk in, it's completely empty. There's nothing in there except there's a holograph. Uh, like a gif that just plays the bat flip over and over again. Right, and, and, the, and the actual bat is right there. And the bat, bat is, is there. Sitting. <laughs> and it's just there, a, You it's know just what a, I like? It, I like the bat just sort of, de- like, it's like invisible suspended wire. Suspended in so the it's air. Just, it's suspended <laughs> in the air. And you walk in, and that's the only thing in that room is the bat. Yeah, and you yeah. just go in there, and you watch, like, an eight-second loop of the bat flip over and over and over again, <laughs> and you just smile, 
and you think about all of the great things in the world and you enjoy and you, you leave. just enjoy yourself and, you, and then and you, you leave. leave yeah no. we could charge if we had that exhibit we could charge $25 to just that exhibit and it would there be a line down the block <laughs> it's it's like field of dreams you walk in there and like yeah. basically it's like like oh you live your your childhood life our hall of fame would be so great by the way I mean, uh, it would cost would, a little uh, bit of money but it would I, but look, that would be so great we've we've said this before we have a long gestating plan to oceans 11 style break into the hall of fame oh it's happening st- steal the bat that Ted Williams signed for Satchel Page on the day that Satchel Page struck him out. That's right. And, and bring the one it to he the had new, smashed. The one he had <laughs> smashed against a, the railing in the clubhouse because he was so angry that Satchel Page just struck him out when Satchel Page was 56 years old or whatever right. it was. And we're going to bring it and install it in the New Leagues Museum in Kansas City. That is a long gestating plan that we are going to do. It's going to happen. That's right. There's now two a second plan, which is that you and I are going to somehow finagle our way into being the curators of a wing of the hall of fame that is called the hall of awesomeness. And we design all of these exhibits and yes. I, I will bet you anything that our hall of awesomeness exhibit slash permanent wing is as much of a draw, if not more of a draw than the actual hall of fame itself. No question. There's no question. People would just literally people who would never think about coming to Cooperstown, which cause it's a pretty hard place to get to. They're coming from all over. Just first of all, they're just 100%. coming in, going, "Look, I got to see the the Jose Batista bat flip room. Obviously, I've just got to go for that room alone." And yeah, I get to see Louis Tiant and Fernando. Like uh, this is the greatest. Just, just imagine for a second, okay? Imagine you don't know that this is there, and you 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 and your uh, your child, let's say. Uh, and your spouse and your other child and maybe your dad or your mom or like you've got a group of like six folks who love right. baseball and they and you say like today we're so excited we're taking our kids and our parents to the baseball hall of fame in cooperstown new york and you get there it's early in the morning it's you know nine o'clock and you're buying your tickets and here's here's what the person at the counter says to you the person at the counter says would you like a general admission ticket which costs <laughs> x dollars or for a little bit more you also get a ticket to the Hall of Awesomeness. <laughs> Who in the world is not spending another ten bucks? That's right. To go to the Hall of Awesomeness, like you are, they they are absolutely raking in the dough if they let us do this. There is not a single person who would turn down a ten dollar extra fee to go see the Hall of Awesomeness. Could we do the Hall of Aw- Hall of Awesomeness without them knowing about it? Like, like could, we, could we sneak in and do like sort of like Elf, the way Elf like did that whole Christmas decoration thing like yeah. overnight? Could we create the Hall of Awesomeness without them knowing about it? And they just come in and they're like, oh, what's this? And then they're so blown away by it. Of course, they're going to you know want to be a part of it. Right. Well, the, the mean old crusty guy who uh, <laughs> is, runs security at the Hall of Fame is like, take this down immediately. And then he slowly turns around. And there's people going, what's this? Ooh, what's ah. this? And they're like streaming in. And he has to be like, Murr. he grumbles to himself. But he knows based on the reactions of the first 50 people to enter that day that this is actually a draw. And he just sits there angry with his arms crossed, like shaking his head and wagging his finger at whoever did this, whatever, whoever like... ne'er-do-wells are responsible for this bit of trickery. All right. Uh, let's see. Danny recommends a bunch of people. John Croc, Herb yeah. Washington. Herb Washington's interesting as, as okay. the stolen, the, you know. Oh, Lynch. I had another nominee too, by the way, which was uh, uh, Billy Hamilton. 
we should maybe consider Billy Hamilton. Billy Hamilton's wonderful. But that's Herb Washington, too. I mean, he, yeah, you know, yeah. Billy Hamilton's a little more. Lenny Randall, Todd Pratt, Rennie Stennett. Yeah, okay. Uh, Dave Fetterman recommends Sarah Langs. Oh, well, Sarah should be the – Sarah should uh, make the video. Yes. Without question. Yes, Sarah, right. Sarah should – and, and she should do it with no script – just purely from her encyclopedic memory of an understanding of baseball. She should just be the one who just welcomes you and then talks extemporaneously for like two and a half hours about all the stuff you're going to see. Yeah. I think we should definitely have like a hologram of her, like every room that you go into in the hall of awesomeness, like a hologram of Sarah Langs pops up and she goes, well, you know, this is one of the best. No, this that's, is... that's the thing. <laughs> the way that every, every room in the hall of awesomeness ends with a hologram of Sarah just going, baseball is the best. <laughs> Okay. Uh, ooh, Kevin Costner. Can Kevin Costner be in just because he's been in a bunch of good baseball movies? He's he, look. There's a whole Field of Dreams thing in the museum, right? Yeah. There's already you can take you can pose in the pose that he's on in the poster and take your picture and stuff like that. Like, yeah. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, I see the argument for it, but I don't. I don't think. I mean, he does have. It's not just Field of Dreams, right? He made like sixteen baseball movies, right? So there's something to be said for him. <laughs> that's that's why it, you can't do it just Field of Dreams, but also Bull Durham, yeah. and also whatever that one was where he threw the perfect game, whatever that that movie was, and right. So I I don't know. Plus, you and I both agreed, stellar Peabody Award-winning performance at the Field of Dreams game when he showed up yeah, for that. Absolutely, like <laughs> be, best acting performance of the year. <laughs> that year was when he walked out of the corn and and reenacted he reenacted shoeless joe it was very confusing really when you think about it but he reenacted shoeless joe's befuddlement when shoeless joe walks out of the corn that's right so that's it was right. confusing because it was like well you're you're ray you're not shoeless <laughs> you're joe. ray and you're also kevin costner so none of this makes sense but it was still so but wonderful riveting so absolutely wonderful. riveting yeah <laughs> Uh, Alan Clements, who is the podcast official uh, um, statistician, uh, recommends uh, David Eckstein. You know, that's not a bad idea. It's not a bad idea. That's not <laughs> yeah, a bad idea. He, he was hilariously and uh, meritlessly the World Series MVP <laughs> one year. <laughs> because... And because who was who was it who fell down on his uh, fly ball double? Andy Chavez? Who the hell was it? Who was it? who were they even playing that year? Wait, he was so he was on the Cardinals, right? That year? No, and, was uh, he was he was on the he Angels? On, was he on the? I don't even I don't even wait, remember the, which. Wait, that was in the that was in the World Series. That the, the when he won the World Series MVP, he wasn't on the Angels because the Angels didn't win. Or was it twenty? It was it two thousand two? Maybe it was a two thousand two series when they was, beat the Giants. No, it was with the Cardinals. You're right. You're right. He he hit three ten in that uh, in that uh, two thousand two World Series when they when they beat the Giants, but he was not the MVP that year. By the way, he hit three ten. He slugged three ten. You gotta love, <laughs> you gotta love nine hits all Wait, singles. Wait, but they the, he I'm was MVP in the World Series in two thousand six against Detroit, which against is that Detroit. So who was in left? Oh, series. was it uh, who was in who was in left field for Detroit then? Because there was that ball that he hit. There was a routine fly ball, and then the left fielder just fell down. And it turned into a double, and that was like kind of the reason that he won the MVP because it was. I think it's. I think it that hit was it either Craig tied Monroe? The game was or, Craig Monroe the guy that did it? I don't remember. Uh, but anyway, we're it's now long enough ago that we the details are blurry. But the point is, he was 
five one and a half, and he won the World Series MVP. There's <laughs> there's something kind of awesome about that. Yeah, and and thoroughly like there literally was a period of time when you couldn't read a story uh, about the guttiness of baseball without reading about David. Um, yeah. But you know what? He he also got the joke. Like he yeah. he got the joke. So that alone should get him in. I, I look, he's you, you got to consider him. You got to consider him. Yeah. For uh thing. What about Armando Galarraga for the Hall of Awesomeness? Well, again, I think it's an exhibit more than a more than a uh, player, right? I think uh, we, like, we have to have some standards too here. We, we can't we can't let everyone who's it. ever done anything. I mean, I will say that the the degree to which uh well i don't know i he's 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 a nominee he's a nominee i'll say he's a nominee i think he's a nominee the way he handled it was amazing uh also a moment you will find in a book coming out later on this year yeah i i think that the reason that he would get in is because the equanimity that he displayed when it didn't go his way was truly beautiful like it was, it was beautiful. a beautiful thing it was, yeah it was and truly... the and the was it, it was jim joyce right jim the, joyce the, was there the sort of the public embrace of jim joyce and the kind of feeling of like hey man we all make mistakes and and yeah. the the fact that it, like his career didn't really continue after that right no like, no he, he, and, he, and, that and that was he, that was it that was his and moment he's of not immortality. listed as a as a guy who, who pitched a perfect game even though yeah. he did so you know look he could be in there but uh we'll see by the um, way, every time you and I have the argument about replay, I that is always my go-to. No, like I agree. If we, had, if we had replay in that moment, that guy pitched a perfect game. No, like, I agree. And, and well, I think there's a lot of them that you can make the argument, but you and I don't disagree that we should have replay to overturn obvious misses. Right. Like, I totally right. agree with that. It's it's everything else that comes with it. It's the guy's leg coming a millimeter off the bag on a Right. It's it's everything that it comes, you know, with that, including moments where you can't tell and then and people are still making judgments. Bobby suggests uh, Ken Phelps and Jay Buhner of Seinfeldian fame. Hmm. Eh, I don't think so. No. Uh, Tuck McGraw. What about Tuck McGraw? Tuck McGraw's in the mix. Um, Rob Thompson uh, recommends Don Zimmer as, for the Hall of Awesomeness. Uh, There's an argument. I can see it. I can There's see it. Argument. There's an argument. I mean, can can the plaque be Pedro throwing him to the ground? <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, Sean says Don Larson, Joe Carter, Kirk Gibson. Ben recommends Mike Shannon, uh, who we just lost. Uh mm-hmm. I don't think so. I don't. No offense to Mike Shannon, but that's he's a Cardinal Hall of Famer. Like that's like that. That's a whole different thing. All right. Yeah. So, uh, so those are our nominees that were thrown out on on the new uh, newsletter over at the podcast.substack.com. And uh, if you want to give us more nominees, we're taking more. We're not. We're not finalizing. But I gotta say. Louis Tion might be the guy that is slides into that fifth spot. I think Louis Tion is our fifth nominee of those yeah. of those folks. Yeah, I think that's the one. Um, I think Louis Tion is. All right, and let me throw one other thing out there. Assuming that that people do come to uh, to the the new newsletter, um, we have it's been a, a few weeks because you've been a little busy and and I've been a little busy. Um, we need to pick our next charity. We need to pick oh, the yeah, next right. podcast charity. Yeah. Uh, 
Do you want to throw it open or what do you think? Like, cause I've, I've got a uh, nominee. Do you have a nominee? What do you think? Well, tell me your nominee. Well, you know, I've, I've talked about this before. Our, our daughter has Crohn's. So I've always been, um, uh, you know, have dedicated uh, time and effort to the Crohn's uh, uh, Foundation. And, and uh, so that, that is, that is my nominee for this, but you know, look, there are so many awesome places and, and things. I had a I had an idea, and I don't have a specific um, uh, charity yet, but there are a number of, of good charities, I think, that do specific uh, work with youth baseball leagues, especially Ooh. in like in uh, in uh, traditionally underrepresented groups of people, inner cities, and like like and RBI. You mean groups. like 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 uh, like the RBI program? You mean like the, the yeah reviving like the, baseball in the inner city? Like that's exactly. Like the, and I, yeah. I thought it might be good to throw some money at the at a at a youth baseball league organization, which we'd have to like research and figure out which uh, is the best one. Oh, I like but that. This. Was that was my general? No, no, I like this. I, I like this. All right. So so what I would ask are if people uh, have uh, nominees for uh, baseball in the inner city or baseball uh uh for uh groups because i do think anything that we can do to spread baseball and give you know kids more kids the opportunity to play the game huge so i'm for it i i like it all right so well let's take solicitations if you if you know of one of those organizations and there's a lot of them uh that does that specifically goes to like buy basically what we want is like buying equipment for kids who don't have equipment right that's that's the the basic idea here. Um, so if you have a nominee for one of those, uh, send it, uh, I'll use the newsletter function to uh, <laughs> tell us about them and we'll do some research ourselves and maybe we can ask around and find uh, the best one. That'd be great. I think next time we'll, we'll try to uh, announce what our next charity is and, uh, and that'll be great. All right. Time for one last meaningless thing to end this meaningless thing. It's one last meaningless thing. Sports and we draft things we know, like how beaches are terrible places to go. No hot fruit for Michael, no Diet Coke for Joe. The podcast woe. It's one last woe. And uh, why don't you start? Have I talked about back scratchers yet? Do you remember? Probably. <laughs> please. <laughs> please, please don't talk about back scratchers. Uh, I have, uh, I recently had a, back, a spot on my back that was hard to scratch. And I, I went online and I found a back scratcher. I feel like I did talk about this, but whatever. I'll talk about it again. And I bought a back scratcher and it's like a telescoping rod. And um, it, does that, it have. You know, with, yeah, it's got a little handle. I'll hold it up so you can see it. This oh, is I bad see it. For audio, it looks like a little yeah, rake. Yeah, it's, it's got a little rake. It's like a tiny rake with a telescoping rod. And I now it's now my most important uh, <laughs> object that I own. I never go anywhere without it. I have I've I bought you can buy a pack of five of them for like eight dollars. And I have one in my car, and I have one in my bedroom, and I have one in my office, and I I just leave them around the house. And uh, God, it is so satisfying when humanity has a problem. 
and then invent something really simple <laughs> that just fixes that one problem. You know, it's not an iPhone. It's not a computer. It's just, it's like scissors. It's the reason scissors are so great. Yes. Sometimes you need paper to be smaller <laughs> than it is here. Scissors. And Backscratcher, telescoping rod Backscratcher is just that. It has one function and it does it perfectly. And it just, there's something so satisfying about it. I really love it. I love this. Now, what do you think about the Backscratchers where the ends are shaped like a hand, like fingers, like you've seen? Like That kind of creeps me out a little bit. That's creepy. <laughs> it's a little bit creepy. I but like you know, that you, when you're showed my, up and, it, and it's like a rake, I think that's better. Yeah, it's perfect. My wife, for, so before I did this, I was using a, uh, a, like a big, like, you know, a pasta scooper, <laughs> like a pasta sure. strainer. Like it sure. Was, and it was, it was very old. It was made of plastic and we've had it for 20 years. Right. And I, and my wife walked into my office and I was using it to scratch my back. And she was like, well, we have to throw that away now. And I was like, why? <laughs> we'll put it in the dishwasher. And she was like, it doesn't matter. I've seen you like use that to scratch your back. There's no way I'm going to use that to eat anything. <laughs> And I saw the logic in that. It was like kind of gross, right? You yeah, always have the memory gross. of seeing. And so now, get, you know, there's no use for this back no, scratcher other it. than scratching your back. She doesn't have to worry about that anymore. I love right that now. you actually have one right there that you're actually using. I never, I'm never more than 20 feet away from my back scratcher. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I go up to like, I mean, and this is bad. I should get back scratchers because every now and again, I'll go up to a corner in our house and just like rub my yeah, back like a bear, so like, 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 like a bear like and against a, a tree in the wild. Yeah. And if you have this, this absolutely, it's again, it's like you can buy five of them for 10 bucks and it's, it's just a perfect tool. It does the job perfectly. It's so satisfying. And there's no place on the, because it's, it's an expanding thing. So there's no place on yeah. the back. It will there's, not reach. Nope. You, you like Bobon could use this and it would be, per, <laughs> it would be work perfectly well. So delightful. All right. Uh, my one last meaningless thing is this Sunday. So this is a very busy week for us. It's kind of a crazy week. My uh, younger daughter is uh, getting, uh, she is graduating from high school uh, on Friday, uh, which is uh, obviously exciting, but also uh, frantic families pouring in. We got all sorts of people coming in. Uh, there's a party on Saturday. We're doing all sorts of things. And then Monday is actually our 25th wedding anniversary. So we've got all hey, kinds of congratulations. Uh, thank you. That's so we a have a big all milestone, two big is, milestones. It is. It's, and it's crazy that they're, you know, within a couple of days of each other. So all sorts of just crazy nutty things going on this week. Uh, fun things, good things, but, but crazy Sunday, so right in between. So Friday, graduation, Saturday, party for graduation. Sunday, everybody's leaving. And Monday is our 25th wedding anniversary. Sunday, the Charlotte Knights minor league baseball team is having a day that they are calling Jonanza, where they're literally giving away um, tickets to anybody named Joe. They are trying to create... <laughs> They're trying to create uh, a game where the most Joes have ever been at a game. They they will not get Fantas there. I love this. This I love is this. so this is so, amazing. So as part of this, I, as a Joe, am <laughs> throwing out the first pitch. Oh my god! I am throwing out the first pitch. So this is happening in the middle of all this stuff. And the reason I bring up all this other stuff is I am petrified. I have never thrown a first pitch before. Okay. 
it will not be on national television. It will not be any, nobody will see it except for a whole lot of Joes in Charlotte, North Carolina, literally a whole lot of Joes in Charlotte, North Carolina. Right. And yet I, I am incredibly nervous that I am not. Okay. I have a lot of questions. How are you preparing? How are you, how, right. What are you doing? What are you doing to get ready? Well, this is why I'm so nervous. So I am, I am, I am throwing the ball around with my good friend Jonathan Abrams, who writes for the New York Times and so happens to live right down the street from where I am. And Jonathan actually plays in an adult baseball league. So Jonathan is full fledged baseball guy. I went out already once. I'm planning on going out a couple more times this week. Just throwing the ball around with Jonathan. And here's what I found, and this is why I'm nervous. I was a decent baseball player, and I was a quite a good fielder, if I can say so. I was I was okay. a, usually second baseman, could play short, didn't have that much of an arm, but I was a pretty good fielder. And when I went out and threw the ball around with him, I was like, it was coming back. Like I was like, I, you know, there was no issues as far as, you know catching the ball transition but one out of every 20 or so throws the ball would come flying out of my hand and just absolutely go right in the dirt and be, oh boy it was yeah a 50 cent throw like literally one out of every and as i got as i threw the ball around more it would be more one out of every 25 or, but it was always there that possibility of just holding on to the ball for too long or it's just not coming out of the hand quite right. And it's not just like, oh, that just is a little bit off. It's embarrassing and in the dirt. <laughs> just, just a true humiliation. So so I'm nervous. I'm nervous because this will be, I will be nervous, no matter how few or many people are there. Mm -hmm. And I will be throwing the ball. And I figure when you're nervous, one out of every 25 or 30 is more like one out of three, right? Like, I mean, like, I think the the odds go up for it being, uh, and so, and and look, I think a lot of it is, and this is where I'm going to ask you for help, strategy. Because okay. I, I have think very you, specific you, feelings about this. You can't yeah. throw the ball. I don't think I can go too much. I don't think I can go for too much on this throw. So, so I think, uh, I, I think as a longtime observer of first pitches, here's what I <laughs> yes. would say. People make, uh, several mistakes. Yes. Um, I, I think some of them you'll avoid because you played baseball. So uh, you won't make some of them. One of the mistakes people make is they, they face the catcher and they just step toward the catcher and then <laughs> right. they, they never turn their shoulder. Like, right. That's not how you like, that's not how that's you not throw. How you you turn, that's... you got to turn your shoulder and look and be sideways and then aim your shoulder where you want to throw. So that's that when, right. Cause, cause when you, just are facing forward and you step forward, the ball can fly in any number of directions. Absolutely. So the first, the first thing is p basically pitch from the stretch. That's yes. that's the advice I give to everyone is pitch from the stretch. But the second thing is they aim essentially at the plate. Like in they, they throw as if they want the ball to hit the plate. Yeah. And, and because of that, that's why everybody spikes their throws. It's because you are, you're miss estimating how far away it is no matter how far away you are <laughs> right and you're and you're you don't think to yourself when the guy's crouching down you don't think to yourself i'm gonna aim f 
five feet above his head so that right. the ball settles into his glove above right. the plate. They're aiming for his head when he's crouched down, and by the time the ball gets there, it's it's a short hop. So yes. you got to aim. You got it when you're, especially if you're throwing casually, which I assume you're not going to fire the ball in as hard well, as that's, you can. No, right. So you got to aim four to five feet above the catcher's head, and then the yes. ball will settle perfectly into his glove. Those are the two biggest mistakes I think people make. I think the third mistake that I see people make is exactly what you just said, which is that I go out there and I try to throw the ball hard that I try. Yeah. I don't think that's, I don't think this is the right place for that. I'm not going to get a contract. This nope. is, this has got to be, there's, there, there's, there are two things in order that have to happen for me to feel good about my accomplishment. The first is that I don't spike the ball. That is far and away the most important thing. Huge. If Huge. I throw the ball up, and he has to jump up for it, or if I throw Fine. the ball off to the side, I can live with that. And then the second thing is to, to throw a strike. Like, those are the two in order how I'm thinking about it. And one is a thousand times more important than two. Yep. You know? Yep. So that's... 100%. So, so that's my I think thought. you're. I think you're going to be fine. Pitch from the stretch, wave to the crowd, go from the stretch so that <laughs> your shoulder is already pointed at the catcher, and then just just like throw it nice and steady and aim a few feet above his head and you'll be fine. You're going to throw what it. Now, now, where do you stand on where you throw it from? That's a big well, one. Do you go you and throw, step up on the mound? If you throw from the mound, you have to have been practicing from the mound. That's right. the key. That's I think. what I think. If you throw, throw Throwing from the grass is lame, and I don't think anyone <laughs> should do it. I think everybody should throw from the mound. However, if you're going to throw from the mound, you got to practice from a mound, not right. just 60 feet away. But actually, from a slight elevation, because if yes. you don't, you're going to be so screwed up. It's never. That's what I think. I think like I think I might go. You know, I've seen people on the dirt, but not on the rubber. They're just on the dirt. You know, right, right. at the right, and, and that that feels more safe to me. Somebody gave me interesting advice. They said, make sure that you get the ball you're going to be using. And get a feel for that ball before. Uh, okay. I think that's good. I think, that's I think good. that seems like good advice too. I also, this is real in the weed stuff here, but throw a four seamer, like because oh, yeah. a, a, yeah. a two seamer can, you know, you might have a, it might have a weird tail on it. Like, so you, you don't think I should it. go with the with the curve? You don't think I? Should, I wouldn't I, go curve. <laughs> I wouldn't go circle change. I would throw a four seam. But I'm I'm actually serious about this. The a four seam fastball goes straighter than a that's two seam, straight. even if even Absolutely. if you're not throwing that hard. So like, throw a four seamer. I agree. I agree. All Actually, right, well, and and shake shake off the catcher a couple times. <laughs> I will update you on how this goes, but yes, this is uh, going to be happening. If you are living in Charlotte or anywhere in the surrounding what day area, is this? this is very this exciting. Is Sunday, yeah, this is Sunday, June fourth at one o five. If you're in the area, don't come because this is going. I'm already nervous enough and embarrassed enough about uh, doing this, but I am going to do it. I'm going to do it for Jonanza. Jonanza Day. Don't you think every place should have a Jonanza? No. <laughs> You're probably right. You're probably right. This is this is this is good. By the way, we have some people have talked about this. We have not had a draft uh, in a long time. Oh my god, I forgot that we did those. <laughs> remember, remember when we used to do drafts? And people are wanting us to do a draft. And I think uh, didn't we once do a draft where we picked athletes uh with each other's names like didn't we do that with tommy once where i picked mike's and or maybe i picked joe's and you picked mike's and he picked 
Tommies and Thomases or whatever. Here's what I think we should do. Put together a Joe team and a Mike team, baseball team, and see who would win. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll get Stratomatic to have them play it out. That's a great idea. Okay, wait. Let's do this next time. So, yes. in other words, you pick a team. Of all Are Joes. you picking Joes and I'm picking a team of all Mikes? I think I pick a team of all Joes. You pick a team of all Mikes. Don't you think? Great. I'm, yeah, right. absolutely. And you'll get Michaels right. and Miguels and I get Joes and Jose's and, and uh, Joseph's and Joey's. I get Joey Votto. All right. How good great. is that? That's fine. Uh, let's do this. Let's. That'll be that'll be uh, an emergency <laughs> podcast podcast next week. A team. The team of you. You'll unveil your team of Joes. I'll unveil my team of Mikes. Yes. All right. Great. It's gonna be great, and it. we're gonna have Stratomatic play it out. It's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> what? Another one. We got through another one we of these crazy really things. Really wasted all of your time again. <laughs> Congratulations, everyone. A true truly waste astonishing. Of time. True waste of time. Mike, as always, thank you. Thanks for having me. Podcast.